Welcome to Cosmic Channels. Open minds on cosmic lines. To call in to future episodes, the number is 1-833-703-0424. The show is recorded live the second and fourth Sunday of every month. Please subscribe to Alien Theorist Theorizing on YouTube to watch it live or patreon.com slash alien theorists podcast to watch on demand. The cosmic channels are open. The cosmic channel is today. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. Terrible twosome. Cut the dead weight as usual. <laughs> we cut the fat. Trim the fat. Straight mean, cosmic channeling tonight. Mean channeling machines. All right. And I believe just like that, we have our first caller. Let's bring him on the line. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hey there. It is Henry calling from uh, Northern California. Henry. We recognize this name, Henry. It's been Welcome a back, Henry. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> nice to be back. What do you got, got for us tonight? Terrible two something. <laughs> um, well, I've got a story that happened about a month and a half ago, and it was uh, out on my family's property, which is like probably about an hour east of the closest, you know, like major city, and by major. I mean, it's still pretty damn small. It's like five, ten thousand people. Um, so I was out there and on the property working on my little tiny house, and it was just becoming twilight. And uh, my tiny house is like right on the property line, and our neighbors have about three thousand acres, and they do cattle and logging, but the corner that I'm closest to on their property, they, they're never near it. Like the closest stuff they have is like a mile and a half, two miles into their property and the road going from our property into theirs, which is right at the property line right near me is, you know, completely overgrown. So nobody ever comes that way. They might check the property line, the fence and whatnot for a little bit every few years. So I was outside working and I start hearing this uh, like a mechanical you know like a, a beeping noise and I'm like what, what is that and I'm looking around trying to figure out what direction it's coming from and it is super clear and it's straight towards my neighbor's property like the heart of the property which is west from where I am at that point and I swear to God it sounds exactly like you know how they always portray sonar beeps sounding Beep. <laughs> in movies. Beep. Yeah, and it's, it's super, yeah, it's completely like on, on key and like very consistent beeps. And so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, that's kind of close. Like that's way too close for it to be uh, a skitter, you know, some logging operation. Because you'll hear those all the time when they're running machinery. You'll hear the big beeps out in the distance. But this, you know, I've, I've heard skitters before. It wasn't a skitter. And it was only, you know, a couple hundred meters off. And it was like, it spooked me enough 
that I called my neighbor like on the spot. I was like, hey, do you have anybody <laughs> like logging right now? Are you doing any logging work? And she was pretty adamant that no one is even remotely close to that corner of the property. And she was concerned enough that uh, she actually came down with a few people the next day and was like completely running through that entire part of their property because I was able to record it and I was like, what is this? And I spent probably two hours trying to figure out what it was looking at bird calls. I couldn't find a bird call that matched it. So if anybody has any idea or has heard something similar, um, let me know. But it was like dead on sonar beeping sound and it stopped after about five minutes. Like, was it steady like intervals? Didn't seem to get yeah, faster yeah, or slow down? Yeah, completely consistent. Yeah, completely consistent. And then it just stopped. Hmm. Pretty wack. You said and you recorded I was, it? I was you recorded it? You got it, on, you got it on audio? Yeah, I have it on audio. Hmm. I did indeed record it. You I have, could post you have it right now? Play, play, it, play it into the mic. I don't think it'll come through the mic. I've right. got a stupidly directional mic, but I can post it in the Facebook group. Okay, yeah, post it in the Facebook group. If you're just if you're listening to this and you're not part of the group, uh, search Alien Theorists Theorizing on Facebook, add yourself to the group, and Henry will post the alien sonar in the field. <laughs> what before we before we let you go though? What uh, what do you think? Like what what comes to mind? Because there's a lot of mechanical sounds uh, out there, like a lot of different you know a lot of different tractors and machines and but sonar is like a you know it's an at least the ones they portray is like that beep, like that really noticeable sound so yeah and i i think it you know i was trying to justify it i think you know maybe it's echoing from somewhere but like i could very clearly tell what direction it was coming from and it was loud enough that i thought it was you know no more than like maybe 200 meters away top. Like it was like just out of sight through the tree line. And that's what tripped me out the most. So I was trying to write it off as birds or some sort of machinery echoing through the valley, but I still can't really write it off. So if it's a bird and you know your bird calls, <laughs> that'll help me out a little. A little I mean, there is, I mean, there is some <laughs> of those, those mocking, some of the mockingbirds can be like, can sound like, oh, like tons of stuff you would never expect, but I don't know, a steady yeah. interval sonar beep is, seems pretty mechanical, so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, thanks for having me. Guys. Wait, before, you, before we let you go. Oh. We're playing tonight. What's in the box? <gasps> What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> so, you know what to do. Clear your mind. Project your consciousness over here beside me. I'm not going to tell you what size of the box is. I might have changed up the box. But in this box, there's an item, and I want you to tell me what's inside the box. What part of Canada are you in again? <laughs> Kelowna, BC. Inter Kelowna, BC. Interior of British Columbia. And it's nothing absolutely crazy. I can't tell you. Uh, no something hints at all. Out. It could be anything. No hints. Okay, okay, okay. You gotta come. You gotta visualize it. You gotta remote view what's in this box. Thinking right at you, though. Think right at me. I'm opening up my mind. Don't look too deep, though. You might be scared what you find in there. I'm going to go with... Getting something edible. A fruit of some sort. 
That is my guess. A fruit of some sort is incorrect. That is not what's inside the box. No! <laughs> <But> good try. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Henry. We appreciate right, the thank call. Thank you, guys. Okay. Have a good one. Pleasure being on. Talk Bye. to you later. Yeah. Weird uh, interval beep. Sonar sounding. Strange. I mean, there's lots of different types of machinery. I'm not sure exactly what they all are. Dan, can you hear this person before I can hear them? I can hear the the Skype call. The Skype call? Yes. Yeah. Okay, we're going through here. Uh, interesting, because I can't hear them. <laughs> Dan, I can, can hear you? somebody online, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, someone's online. Let's bring them on. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Fuck you, I called. Fuck you, you did. What's your name and where are you calling from? This is Ross from Denver, Colorado. From Denver. All right, Ross, what do you got for us? I got a little UFO sighting for y'all. Hell yeah. You're in the right spot. Oh, yeah, this happened about um, two years ago. It was September 9th, 2020 in Vail, Colorado. And what it was, you know, I, I just, I, you know, I went out for a cigarette. It was about 9.30 at night. Went out on my balcony and I just saw a flashing orb of sorts. It was just flashing green and blue right over the, the ridge. Super clear night. You know, and Vail is about 8,000 feet. So you can see stars and everything really well. Right. And this, I mean, you can see the Milky Way, everything. And this thing is just sitting above the, right above the ridge on the horizon, just flashing crazy green, blue. How big? So I run inside. How big I grabbed talking? my roommate because I was like, you know, it was probably about a mile away. So I'm saying, might have been the size of a car or a small boulder, you know, but it was big, you know, big enough that it was the brightest thing in the sky that night. Right. And the moon was out, planets were out, everything. So I run inside, I grab those guys. I'm like, holy shit, there's a fucking UFO out here. And who knows how long it was before I saw it, but I sat out there for at least 15 minutes seeing the thing. And it was completely stationary, but it was just bright, just flashing, strobing, right above the ridge. Completely mobile, you know. Didn't do any crazy fast movements or anything, but, you know, I don't think it was a drone or a somebody flashing but you know it was pretty out of the ordinary so how long how long were you viewing it for did it like did it kind of did, did it keep going until you went inside or did you watch it until it it uh it was gone did it leave oh no i watched it until it was gone i wasn't gonna let that thing you know just be like okay see you later i'll go inside while this thing is did it thing. uh you know i i did it just turn off? Did it just cease flashing and then just disappeared? Or like, did it move up into the sky? Oh, yeah. It just kind of flashed out of existence. Like I, like I said, I was just going to watch it and see what it did. And just kept staying in the exact same spot. There was no movement. And then after the 15 minutes or so that I saw it, it just flashed and then it was gone. That was it. But you, so it's flashing... But you couldn't really identify. There's no like shape. It just looked like a circle, flashing circle. You couldn't tell like any like hard craft or anything. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like a, a saucer or anything. It was just what I would describe as an orb. 
just and nice. I don't know if you guys have seen that documentary, the uh, uh, the curse of the guy who sees UFOs or whatever, and he catches all these things on video. But there's a lot like that, if you're familiar. What's the name of the documentary, sorry? The curse of the guy who sees UFOs. Pretty uh, fascinating. Oh, that's the that's the, who, that's the title. title. <laughs> I, I thought you were searching for the title, and that's just what you called it in your mind. <clears throat> oh no, that that is the title. That's okay, the okay. No, I don't think I've seen that one actually. Probably Where was not. this again? What what part of Colorado? No, so I I saw this in Vail, Colorado. He was based in San Diego, coast, and had a bunch of footage of. No, I'm talking about your sighting. Where did where were Colorado. you when you saw this? What part of Colorado you mentioned? Oh no, I was in Vail, Colorado. Vail, Vail, Colorado. So, like I said, it was about eight thousand feet. The guys were super clear. You can see all. I mean, you know, it's a kind of narrow valley, but you, you get really good. No light pollution up there. The yeah, that's awesome. Right. Yeah, almost none. Which direction were you facing? Dan's on it. So this was the north northwest. North, northwest. So Vail, Colorado. And it, is, and it is a valley. So there's like, you know, there's a ridge up there, and there are hiking trails, like pretty much directly, what I would think are directly below where this would have been. And so I took, you know, a couple weeks after that, went up these trails where approximately I thought where it would be just to see if, you know, any activity would be up there, anything, but it's really just a small hiking trail. Nothing that I could tell that there would be anything. Mm. And yeah, when I brought my roommates out to, you know, just verify what I was seeing, yeah, they saw the same thing. It obviously wasn't a planet or a star. This thing was the brightest thing in the sky, except for the moon that night. And I'm just strobing green blue. Green blue. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Any type of strobing effect like that, like there's a lot of encounters where like, yeah, it's cha it changed from white to blue to red to green to yellow and back. Kind of like, you know, kaleidos like kaleidoscope style. It's kind of like spinning around. Right. And I did, I did happen to get a couple of videos of it, you know, albeit through my shitty Galaxy S7 phone or whatever. And unfortunately, they didn't get saved. But, and there wasn't really much to go off there because it's just cell phone footage and all you just see is the flashing in the distance at in the middle of the night you know 9.30 to 9.45 local time hmm. yeah I don't know hmm. yeah it's usually with the UFO sightings if, I mean it's definitely a UFO it's hard to we can't identify what it is right off the bat um, but usually the, the kind of rule of thumb at least for us usually is to kind of look for the five observables that they kind of talk about in a lot of UFO cases like, uh, like they pulled from like ATIP and uh, Luis Elizondo and all them but it's like um, you just have this well from what you're describing you just have this this stationary light which could be I don't know it could be a couple of different things like could be um, plane flying straight at you. It could be a. It could be a. It could be a hovering UFO that's just sitting there, um, blue and green. It could be well, just and it, and a, it a star or something. But yeah, it, wasn't north, north, it definitely west. wasn't a star. Like I said, we can we have like some of the best like nice guys ton, yeah. up there, and it was the brightest thing in the sky at the time. 
and the flashing, you know, it wasn't a plane, it didn't change direction or like magnitude of visibility or anything like that. It was so it couldn't have been like a Clearly. Vale, Colorado is like that your ski towns or anything in that area, like any kind of uh Oh yeah, it, it is a it is a big ski town. Um, right. So like, could there have been some type famous, of festival but, or event going on like in that area? No, cuz this was on the other side of the valley. Okay. And like you said before, like there are some like hiking trails that go like right up into that area. There's like no homes or anything. But I went and investigated after the fact, and there was really no evidence or no like, clear. Like it wasn't a drone; it wasn't moving. It was just a stationary thing. And I don't know how long it was there before I saw it. I just stepped outside and looked up and happened to see it. So, but I had observed it for about for about fifteen minutes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely a cool sighting. I mean, it's impossible to. I mean. Anything that's stationary, it flashes. Many people jump right to like atmospheric phenomena because it's not moving. But yeah, it could be something could be flying straight at you. It could be, yeah, who knows? It's a, a cool sighting nonetheless. Yeah, I had two other eyewitnesses there and we were all kind of just like, like what the fuck is this thing? Yeah, no, that'd be really, thought, co- really cool know, to it, see. It could be a planet, it could be something else, but you could see everything else in the sky. It's like super clear. There's no clouds in the sky that night at all. It wasn't hazy. It was very, very clear that it was just disturbing. Something, something just weird. The ridge. Yeah, no doubt. All right, brother. Hey, thanks for the call. We're going to k- keep the lines rolling, but yeah, that's a strange encounter. And if you uh, if you see it again, make sure to call back. Let us know. Save it on your phone this time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hey, thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, taking my call and uh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Have a good night. Bye. You too. Yeah, we've seen, we've heard those ones before. Like it's like the they change color, it's flashing, but it doesn't seem to move or get closer or farther away. It's just like a weird. I don't know what that could be. Do they think ball lightning changes color? Mm, I don't, I'm you, not sure. Usually I mean, it's like just really like a blue, <laughs> blue. Like, I can hear the Skype call. We already got somebody on the phone. I'm like right here. Yeah, we do. Look at we got another caller. Let's bring them on. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Rapid fire. Hey, this is Mason from Marshfield, Wisconsin. From Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Welcome to the show, Mason. Yeah. What do you got for us tonight? A uh, bit of a UFO story. It's a quick one. Um, back, I'd say around 2010, I lived with my mother, and I was just kind of playing outside, you know, doing my thing. And I looked over over this hill there's a cow pasture and on top of this hill I saw this kind of triangle looking thing floating above the tree line and uh, it was all black I could see kind of like a circle on the bottom and on all three points it had three lights and they were purple and green and I just remember thinking like I don't know what that could have been. I was probably, you know, 13 at the time, but, uh, yeah. A triangle? Black triangle? Yeah, so, black triangle, it wasn't like, you know, perfect triangle, because it was, you know, the way it was facing up on the hill. You could tell it was like, 
you know, facing the ground, and it was at an angle. Was it banking? Like it was banking? Like it was. No, so it wasn't moving. It was just like, it wasn't like a perfect triangle that you'd see, like just a normal triangle. You could tell it was like, it was turned, so it was like facing the ground. Um, yeah, I, I looked at it, probably watched it for maybe a minute or two and went inside to tell my mom so she could come look at it. And when we came back out, it was gone. And I was thought, it, well, uh, was it, why it was m- moving when you were, uh, or, or no, was it, it moving? Never moved. No. Weird. Okay. Were the lights flashing or changing color at night? Like, were they... Uh, you said they were purple and green? And green, yeah. Okay. They never blinked. Uh, I can't remember if there was like two purple and one green or whatever. But yeah, I went and grabbed my mom and came outside and it wasn't there. And we lived there, you know, a year or two afterwards too. I never saw it again, but uh, I didn't know if I was just like maybe just imagining things or whatever. So I talked to my mom recently and she said she remembers that, but she never saw it. Weird. There's like, that's one of the more common UFOs. They say like a black triangle, like a Delta shaped craft, like swept wing. Yeah, almost. It kind of, yeah, exactly. It blew my mind later in life when I saw a picture of it. I'm like, Oh my God, that's it. But yeah. So sorry. I don't have more for it, but this was a while ago. <laughs> no, that's a fucking UFO encounter right there. You've seen it, like black triangle. Did you, Could you tell like any type of like propulsion, like exhaust, or was it just kind of like seemed to be hovering and with no visible uh, propulsion? It was just hovering. It almost like someone drew it in the sky or something. It just, you could tell something was off with it. I mean, no noise, no nothing. And it looked like, it wasn't like it was miles away is maybe half a mile away. Then again, it could have been miles away and just really big. But, uh, yeah. Wild. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Stuck with you for your life, well, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that's great, man. But hey, before we let you go, I forgot to ask the last caller, but we're playing the game What's Inside the Box. What's, What's in the, the box? box? All right. Uh, send it to me. I'm, all right, projecting. You getting that? All right. It's almost cheating, though, if I project it right to you. A harmonica. A harmonica. Hmm, good guess. It's a good guess. I am inside a recording studio. I do own harmonicas. Multiple harmonicas. But it's not what's in the box. But that's not what's inside the box. Oh, all right. Uh, I'll let you guys go. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for the call. Take care. See you later. Okay, bye. Was it T thirty four B? That's the the that one that flew in space for like three hundred days or whatever. Was it the, no? Was the the? No, I'm thinking about something else. What the the name of that one? The 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 triangle craft. There is there's a name for it. There's there, like a designation. Yeah, like there is like there's. a triangle like experimental craft they've been testing. Right. right? I can't remember. But there was the was X thirty seven B was the spacecraft that flew for yeah, like three hundred the unmanned unmanned spacecraft for three hundred yeah, days yeah. or something. It flew yeah in low altitude, low orbit, orbit or something. Mm-hmm. The Boeing X thirty seven orbital test vehicle. <laughs>
Didn't they never actually say why they were doing that? I think I think some of it was classified, but then they, the stuff they could release, they said it was it was to test out like certain materials, like the the Ther- stre- like the stresses thermal. and the uh, durability of different materials while in space. That's kind of the idea. They're looking for aliens. Come on, Dan. We're getting we're getting our space fleet ready. We're getting our fucking secret space fleet. Call Corey yeah. Gooden the boys, Solar Warden. Take our fleet to Mars, where there's I think what do they say like a hundred thousand person encampment. Fight the praying mantis aliens and what did Linda Molden Howe call, call them at Alien Con? Uh, Which the Ebens? No, Ebens. No, the, are, the Ebens are uh, that's world. That's uh, weekly world news. No, no, she says Ebens. Ebens, extraterrestrial biological entities or something. No, she had names. There was like a an insect one. She calls them. Oh, I forgot. Anyways, I remember she was like going into great detail. Like, holy shit! And then she never returned my email to come on the show. God, come on, damn it, Linda Moulton. How? Right, we're looking for callers. One eight three. Linda Moulton How, if you're out there, call seven zero. Someone, yeah, someone get a hold of Linda Moulton How and tell us where the aliens are. She was on. She was on Skinwalker Ranch. She should come on our fucking show. She could be on Skinwalker come Ranch. On. All right, we got a call coming in right now. Let's bring him on the line. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hi, how are you? Hey, we're doing well. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Marty, calling from uh, Ottawa, Canada. From Ottawa. All right, Canadian boy. Here we go. Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, we're doing well. We're looking for your wildest, craziest story you got for us. I don't really have a story, but I have a little bit of a, a topic to talk about. Sure, sure. Topic. So I, rec- so I recently just got a new job, all right? And I got a job as a utility locator, so looking for, like, the uh, power lines under the ground, gas lines under the ground and whatnot. And um, there's this old guy in this job, and he was doing uh, witching. Have you guys ever heard of witching or like dowsing? Yeah, heard of it. Yeah, looking for water. Could be other things. Yeah, too. water and stuff like that. Yeah, isn't that when they have like the sticks? And have they, you guys seen? Yeah, like the yeah, two yeah, little like crazy. Do you guys have any idea how, how that possibly could work? Because I went on like a deep dive afterwards on YouTube and whatnot, and watching people doing that kind of stuff. And I thought it was crazy. Honestly, I, there's not really like a scientific. There's, on like how it works and whatnot. There's not, but I've seen firsthand someone did that, and they said water's here, and then because we we were building a house like out on this ranch, like outside of town. There's no water, so you have to you have to go well. So we had a guy. He came in. He did that. He's like, yeah, like right about here, like plus or minus five feet. He said. So we're like, okay, sure, buddy. And then we brought in like the actual like engineer with the gun he like radars through he's like yeah there's a cavern here like should be water like I would dig here and sure enough right there like the guy fucking knew somehow somehow he knew there's water down there and he even said the depth he's like 20, was he, was he 25 using, feet was he using the metal rods yeah, I don't know he had he had two rods I don't I didn't really I was a while ago so I don't remember exactly what composition they were but yeah they usually use the like, two little rods I seen I seen the one video of the guy uh there's a there's a, like a video from the Ukraine war just now and there's a guy dowsing for water in like a trench and he was using like the two little the two little metal rods or whatever. And somehow like um, the water underneath the surface like creates some type of field and it says it pulls the rods across and when they cross, he's like, yeah, water's right there. And sure enough, he was 
like not exactly. far off, man. But then I also saw some videos on YouTube of people doing it with wood, with a special kind of wood in the shape of a Y, and it's like pointing upwards, and then they can also shoot it right down and point directly to where the water is. Yeah, I remember that from the old Looney Tune cartoons. <laughs> I remember them using the wooden sticks, like the shape of a Y. That's, yeah, sticks. that's been around forever. Wild. All right, that's all I wanted to say. Thought it was pretty cool. It is yeah. a it is a really cool like that people can that's it's like interesting it's, thing. it's like not like a scientifically proven skill, but yet it somehow it works and people find these wells and sure enough, you drill down. They're like, yeah, about twenty five feet down, and then boom, they drill down. And you got water for yeah, a whole farm. It could be interesting. It could be some type of uh, like off the top of my head. It could be some kind of subconscious thing that that people have. Some people just have the experience of just look finding these places or they you have an experience looking for these wells they take the they take the dowsing sticks and then just subconsciously like they see kind of signs all around them that the water is here Should physical be signs actual things and then they just kind of like cross them maybe that's what that's what comes to my mind like they kind of um, they're walking in they yeah, see like the yeah. grass has changed yeah and they kind of focus on it like just you know subconsciously focus on an area where they're like yeah this probably would be water right here is a good chance and then they just you know rattle it off um, they just have the experience of doing that and it's just kind of being like, yeah, it's probably about here. I don't know. Yeah, it could it's be a, some kind of skill like that. That's a really cool, it's almost like a remote viewing, which is about what we're going to ask you right now. What's inside the box? Oh, yeah. What's in the box, eh? What's in the fucking oh. box? What's in the box, eh? What's in the box? <laughs> it's a good old Canadian boy right there. What that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I can't tell you anything about the box. There's no hints. You got to just, hey. you got to project your consciousness to Kelowna BC and to Meteor Sound Studio. All right. And I look inside the box. Inside of the box, I think it's some type of seed. Seed? Or a plant. Seed? Or a plant. Seed plant seed. seeds. Nope. Not what's in the yeah. box. Yeah. Dang. But uh, hey, a guess is a guess. All right. I tried. All right. Well, thanks, boys. Our brother, Have a great thank- night, eh? Yeah, you too. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye bye. Dowsing is an interesting thing. I uh, we're gonna we're probably gonna end up talking a little bit about it tomorrow. <laughs> Ooh, phone call! It's just rolling in. They are lined up. Let's bring them on the line here. So I can answer this thing real quick here. Hello, Cosmic Channels. How's it going today? Hey, we're doing pretty well, brother. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm Rob from Grand Prairie. Well, another Canadian boy. Welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Got quite a few stories. So I don't really know where to start. Let's uh, pick a for UFO or well, paranormal. Just, or just pick, pick one you got the best memory of, and uh, we're trying to limit to one story per caller per night. But so it's up to you. Absolutely. Um, I'll go with uh, a random UFO sighting I've seen. Um, coming home with my mom, we were out shopping, and we uh, come around the corner to our house. And we've seen this black orb shape kind of disappear in the distance across the trees. And this is about 1999, 2000. And at that young age, I was pretty petrified of being abducted by aliens and what have My mom knew I was scared. She'd seen it. So she tried to comfort me by uh, going to Zellers and buying one of those helium-filled UFO thermal controls to try and... Uh, justify the fact that that's what it was. This object that she had bought was really small, and I know in the distance that object was massive compared to what this little toy would be. 
Right. So black orb um, floating down the distance, like speed-wise? You got a estimate on how fast yeah. it was going? I wouldn't have a good estimate of how fast it was going. If I was to take a guess, it'd be about 100 kilometers an hour, but it disappeared kind of behind the houses and trees that we were living in in the neighborhood. Right. And when we both seen it, I looked at my mom, she looked at me, and I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, it was very unexplainable. Like, it's nothing. It was in the middle of uh, Calgary. Was it traveling, like, uh, which direction was it traveling in relation to you? Parallel or, like... uh Perpendicular. It was going uh, crosses from us. So we were facing north, and it was going east. Okay. All right. And then, so it just kind of like, so, so you like, you just noticed it coming down, and it kind of just went down behind a, like behind your, out of your line yeah, of sight, like out of there. It was at like tree line height, and it would have mm-hmm. been if it was closer to us, it would have like grazed the trees. But in the distance, obviously, it was high enough to go across. And not obviously great. So. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, fuck. I don't know. That's stumped me. What do you think? What came to your mind? Uh, obviously, uh, UFO. Some type of ET <laughs> I mean, craft. It, an ET craft. Yeah. In my young, young age mind, that's what it was. Today, I still believe the same thing because I, I can't explain it. Yeah, I mean black orb and obviously no sound going about 100k but it's hard to judge judge distance or judge speed at distance so could have been going much slower or much faster if it was much farther away right so yeah yeah I don't know that's pretty much all I thought yeah that's a that's a great UFO right there stuck with you too you you keep keep coming back to it yeah. Was it like a solid black orb? Uh, like, was it was it reflecting light? I just question. Sorry. <laughs> like, is it was it reflecting light off of it? Like, how could you tell? Was it orb and not like a disc? Uh, just by the shape of it, like the disc. If it was a disc, it would have been more of like a plate shape flying across the sky. This was more of like a ball floating across the sky. So it was reflecting, like light was reflecting off of it, like as it was moving. So you could you could tell, like. I honestly, I couldn't really see any light reflection off it. I just could tell that it was a black orb and it was such a quick glance at it. It was just going behind the tree and over the house kind of deal, right? It disappeared before actually the Is it possible it could have been a saucer on edge, like banking, and it looked like an orb? I can't say it wouldn't be. I mean, that's a logical explanation, but I can't see it. To me, it was a ball. Right. Well, either way, it's an ET craft, in my, in my opinion. It's yeah. either an ET orb or an ET saucer banking. Enough. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a cool one. I, I, I'm always. I hear these calls, and I'm always so jealous because I've never seen anything that I couldn't explain. Yeah, I mean, I've got more stories along the same lines of UFOs. If you want more, but well, we're, it, make sure to call back on the next Cosmic Channels if you got more. Because yeah, if you've seen one, you've seen two. We want to hear them. Yep, I'll call back on another time. It's uh, an experience with mushrooms. So. Hey, well, I like to hear those ones as well. Um, before we let you go, though, I want you to take a guess of what's inside the box. Not a guess. It's a remote. It's a remote what's viewing. The box? I want you to. Yes, yeah, c- correct, Dan. I don't want you to guess. <laughs> I don't want you to just guess anything. I want you to picture what's in the box and come say the first thing that comes into your mind. You might be a remote viewer. Multiple choice. No, it is not. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, what's in the box? I would... Make sure to clear your mind first. What'd you say? Mr. Conspiracy 13 inch shit. <laughs> 13 inch Miss Conspiracy shit? That'd be just absolutely disgusting. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to punk me with that. He is in town at the moment, uh, but that is not what's inside the box. Right I appreciate it. All right, brother. Thanks for the call. Make sure to call back <laughs> another time. No problem. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye. And Team Canada is showing up today. Yeah. We don't got a lot of Canadian callers, even though this is a show based in Canada. Goddamn, America's too big. You know, there's too many people down there. Okay, you want to take a bet if this is a Canadian or American caller, Dan? This one's going to be American. Because this is going to be another Canadian. Here we go. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hey, what up? This is Kyle Cincinnati. Oh, damn <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Kyle. How's it going, brother? Uh, not too bad. So I had a real quick story, UFO story. All right. I don't know if you know much about Cincinnati, but we're only about 50 minutes south of Wright-Patterson. Okay. Sure. My buddy and I were, uh, well, we had just ate an edible. Fair. And all okay. of a sudden, within like 10 minutes, his dad comes running in. And he's real straight and narrow. I'm assuming he didn't eat an edible, too. He's like, hey, there's something in the sky. You guys got to come out and see it right now. So we run out there. Edibles start kicking in. Red glowing orbs. Sinking, like, from the sky. Oh, shit. They don't just, like, sink. They, like, stop and move. I don't know. I want to say, like, 50, 60 yards to the right. And then they start slowly sinking down again and they move back over to the left. 60, 70 yards, same thing. So my buddy and I are just sitting there and we're like, dude, we're just stunned as shit. We don't know what is going on right now. But his dad, who I've grown up with since I was in fifth grade, at this point in time, it's about 10 years. He doesn't, he's not tripping balls. But he's freaking out. We're all freaking out. Finally, they disappear in the night. But they head north. They, I mean, they don't just sink down and like fizzle out. They straight up take off and dip out. So we start freaking out, thinking that we're just super stoned. Here to come find out the next day, all of a sudden they're like, oh, hey, we had people that were skydiving in. And they have flares. Oh, come on. And that's that's all you saw. I'm like, I have never in my life seen a flare that can straight up to dig 50 feet or 50 yards and then dig 50 yards. But a friend of mine who lives up in Dayton, well, my uncle, who is, I don't want to say he has top secret clearance, but he has a lot more clearance than what I've ever known about. He told me that they were testing a uh, specific jet kind of drone, a UAV of sorts at night in that area. But the newspapers and all the news channels around here said it was someone flying in on, uh, or not flying in, but I guess parachuting in, skydiving 
with flares on. I didn't even know people parachuted or skydived at night. It seems pretty I've dangerous. I, I've seen that a couple times. The skydiving with flares, at least the the you know, people seeing strange things or seeing what a lot of people calling in with UFO reports, and then at least one or two explanations I've seen. I think it's happened in at least somewhere in one of the Carolinas is the last time I heard about it. I might have heard about this one too, um, but I know that that is that's an explanation that is that is put forward before. That I mean it's. It's been verified in other cases, not this one, but um, uh, but I have heard of that before. Skydiving at night with flare? Yeah. Seems like a fucking terrible... Or at least like dropping flares, like yeah. at least aircraft dropping, dropping flares. And... It sounds like a terrible idea. It does. <laughs> but I believed him at first. I'm like, oh, mom, shit. And at the time... I didn't know that my uncle worked at Wright Pack. But then he said they were testing aircrafts. So he can't really he can't really tell me much. And by tell me much, I mean he can tell me very, very, very little. But he said that they were testing that night. And I was like, cool. If they were testing, why wouldn't they just be like, oh no, they were testing these planes? Or drones. Drones were a new thing at this point in time, though, because this was back in like 2000 and I want to say 11, maybe 12. So drones weren't much of a thing, but it was kept entirely hush hush. The news media around us said it was flares, which, like I said, there's no way a flare bounces back and forth like that. Are they bouncing like up and down or like side to side? Side to side. Zigzagging. Well, if if we're going to go, say we went the skydiving route, just say hypothetical. And those skydivers zip around the sky like fucking no other, man. If it was that. I'm not saying it is. But like if you're going down, especially if they have one of those like like wingsuits or something, you can rip around the sky pretty good. but. But, uh, Mr. Dan would know all the answers. I don't think sky, I don't know. I'm just, like, I'm just pulling up videos now of like skydiving with flares, and they look. They, I mean, some of these are pretty interesting. Like watching people skydive with some of these flares on. I don't know. They got <laughs> the setups that they have are ridiculous because it's like a whole <laughs> bunch of like Roman candles like strapped to your ankles, and you're like diving pew, off. Pew, Seems pew, a little pew. bit too crazy for me. That's the things like that I want to do. Yeah, but, canvas. Uh, yeah, on a parachute, just shooting fucking Roman candles at him. Just fucking nuts. I guess they'd, uh, they'd have to be done by the time you pulled your shoot, but it seems risky. Well, yeah, I'd have to know. I mean, down though, I would have assumed they were already deployed their shoots, but the way it went vertically, uh, horizontally, left and right, it was so quick. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's stayed, a weird one. Stayed parallel. Like it wasn't like you could see a significant drop in height and then back the other way I mean it was damn near parallel so it's not really a UFO story per se I mean, it is a UFO you don't know what it is, <laughs> is well it? I don't but I know for a fact that somebody does he's just not he's not spilling the beans no no he refuses tell him so call, tell him to call in I'll change his like, voice I'll change his voice we'll make sure no one can identify him I'll definitely ask him 
He can call Absolutely. through a VPN, make sure like change his IP address, get him out of the country. We'll do we'll do what it takes. Yeah, that would be awesome because I would love to hear some of the stories he has. I mean, he's like I said, he won't tell me much, and it sucks. Cause I'm just want to know so bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would. Dude, just just give me like a little something because I don't. I mean, you guys know right Pat was where Area Fifty One. All the wreck shit out there got taken to right back. Yeah. And the company I work for, we actually had a contract with Right Pad to do all their fiber lines. But they would not let us in to take measurements and get an idea of what it was going to cost. They're like, no, we'll send you GPS coordinates. But they would not let us in there. And the people that they had selected to do it, we had to go through all kinds of background checks. So did they let you I mean, in in ridiculous. the end though? They let you in? No, they wouldn't give us a contract. So Wright Patterson's got shit internet is what you're saying. They don't got the fiber optic. They might not now, but at the time they definitely did. Because they we were gonna run fiber lines. Oh yeah, the best. They said it was the military bases, but why would they not let us into the military? Like, if it's just where people are staying, we shouldn't have any issues. They actually sent us pretty much Google Maps and drew little lines on it. Like, oh, this is 500 feet. This is 400 feet. We need them directed from here to here to here. But they would not let anyone on that base be going to these buildings. Well, some of the buildings are not necessarily military. Like at least from what I was when we did our case file on Wright Patterson, uh, I was reading about like some of the buildings are actually like military contractors. Like they're actually civilian contractors. And so like like in some of those buildings are are there like uh, partnerships with like universities or something, and they have a lot of proprietary stuff in there. So there's kind of like they don't want people to kind of go in and you know mess with their junk. Especially like some of those places, it's it's just yeah. I, I would I would assume it'd be a, as difficult for them uh, trying to get this stuff done or get an estimate on on trying to get shit. It, it must make it a headache forever. Whoever had to set it up, I, I imagine. Yeah, we we want internet, but we can't get it because we can't. Well, we trust can't tell anyone. you exactly yeah. what's here. <laughs> like, Pretty much, yeah. I mean, all we had to do was run some PVC and then pull fiber lines. Which I mean, we're an electrical contractor, but we do a lot of that stuff. But just getting clearance, and ironically enough, my uncle, he works in the drone development program. But they would not, and I asked him about it, it's like, no, we wouldn't, they wouldn't even let us on site to measure. He's like, no, they don't let anyone on site. Like, we couldn't send our estimator out there unless he went through several background checks. Yeah, because some of this, well, some of the stuff is like need to know, but it's also again, like I said, like the civilian contractors aren't necessarily. Uh, it's it's not that it's classified; it's that it's proprietary. It's like they you can't go in there. It's like private stuff, and they have their own security. Like it's kind of it's it's one of those kinds of deals, and I'm sure it's just like yeah, again, I'm sure it just makes it a logistical nightmare trying to get anything kind of done with there. That, done. Yeah. That's the, like if you have to bring in outside people, it must be just a pain in the butt. Uh. <laughs> no, that which is uh, Northern Gun, Northern Grumman, yeah, yeah, they're up there. They're real big in that area. They mm-hmm. run a lot of stuff here. And they have. Is it Cincinnati or Cleveland? Where the where? Where's the? 
that's where they do the Ab- a lot of Abrams tanks stuff. That's Ohio, it's maybe. Cincinnati. Cincinnati, they do well GEs in Cincinnati. Oh, okay. So there's aircraft carrier engines, um, a lot of the jet engines. Most of that stuff's developed. Um, how about 25 minutes north east of me? Right, because like. Cincinnati and all those areas, like there's all big military industrial complex, right? It's all a bunch of like uh, most of the jobs are at at like construction, like military vehicle production factories and things, right? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of them around here. Um, there's a well, I can't verify, but I've seen uh, aerial footage from a buddy of mine who's a drone. He does drone pilot stuff, and there's a. I keep wanting to say S7, and I know that's from Transformers, and that is not the name. That's what I've always called it. Right. <laughs> they develop the GPS microchips for missiles. And there's a missile silo underneath there. So if you can pull up the GPS, like if I could find this stuff, I need to get in and send it to me, and I'll forward it. But you can see where the parking lot you can clearly see the lines of where it's a missile silo. Because it's a perfect qu- or hexagon, pentagon. And then you can see the lines across the parking lot where all the cars park. And yeah, there's, there's actually, I think that's the funny thing about uh, a lot of parts of the U.S. is people don't realize how close they are to like missile silos, either decommissioned or actual active missile silos. Because even here, like in Virginia, there's a bunch. Like there's a bunch kind of laid out across uh, like Northern Virginia around Washington, D.C. and stuff, but people have no idea that they're there. It's kind of funny. They're almost yeah. like overgrown or something? No, like it's just like nobody goes there. Or like it's it's on federal land or something. And it's just like, but they're they're relatively close to just like heavily populated areas. And you're just like, nobody ever knew. There's like, oh, there's like four missile silos sitting over here in like Reston or something. Like no, it's just, just it's got a weird. couple nukes over here. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's why during the Cold War, Cincinnati, which isn't, I mean, we're a bigger city for Ohio, but we're not that big of a city, but we were a huge target during the Cold War because of GE. Yeah, all of your, mm-hmm. like, any of those where we manufactured most of our arm armaments and things like that, like, all of, like, Ohio and those areas are all, like, since, like, since the 1940s, like, 30s, like, they've been, uh, like, huge huge uh, parts of the military industrial complex. Like I said, it's just like, that's where we build everything. Ohio, like Ohio's economy is like half of it is like, is like military (laughs) contractors. Pretty much. Other than that, there's not much. We got brewery. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) We get on board with that. Which, no, dude, if you guys ever want to take the most boring pod trip, (laughs) I'll keep that in mind. You get drunk as shit. I mean, I guess that's a plus. Yeah. Hey, I mean, it's yeah, not completely it's, boring then. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'd have fun wherever we go. It's all good. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Well, you guys are uh, always welcome here, of course. But as always, I appreciate you guys letting me call in. Hell yeah, man. We appreciate yeah. it. Thanks. Good call, man. Enjoy your guys' night. And if you get some time, research GPS. It's, it's who makes the GPS systems for the, the missiles. Will do. Hey, before we let you go, you know what you gotta do. 
Guess what's in the box? Guess what's ah. in the box? Honestly, right when I called, I was thinking about this, and the only thing I could think of was Braden's house after he grilled out. But I'm still going to go with the pick. Always going to go with the pick. A pick? Pick? Like guitar, guitar pick? Guitar pick? Ice pick? What? It, yeah, no, you know what? Let's go with ice pick. You have a random ice pick in a box in your studio. I could. It, I could have one. But tonight, I do not have that in the box. That's not what's in the box! <laughs> hey, you right. guys have a good night. All right, man, you too. Yeah, Ohio, eh? Fucking just military contracts and breweries. It sounds like yeah, because there's a there's yeah there's a big deal a while ago about them like shutting down some factories and they're like they can't. It's like it's where we make the tanks. Like, <laughs> we can, like <laughs> we need the fucking tanks. All right, we got time for one call, maybe two more calls. We're gonna take one more right here. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Let me tell you something, brother. What's up, Zell? What's up? What's up? What's up? Hi, Dan. What's up? This is uh, the Burmeester. I thought it sounded familiar. It came a little crackly at first. I wasn't too sure. What's cracking, oh, am brother? Oh, crackly or am I good? No, you're good. It's probably, it's probably on my end. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Wisconsin <laughs> the hellhole, I heard. It's very possible. You guys got fiber optic internet there or what? I'm on the uh, AOL dial-up right now. Okay. Yeah, it's still living in the past. I got gotcha. you. Uh, yes, I was just uh, calling. Uh, I know that Braden read my story like a long time ago on one of the uh, actual case files, but I figured I'd call in and and tell it uh, on Cosmic Channel because I don't think I ever did All about right. the uh, the beast that we witnessed. I don't know if you remember that story. It's, it's, I'm sure it'll come back to me as you start telling it. Sounds good. So we were uh, coming back from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, my band was recording in a studio up there and it was like super early in the morning we uh were up really late just mastering the album driving back uh towards it's not it's not teresa it's called Loretta to anyone who lives there but teresa to anyone who's not from there that's my hometown in wisconsin really small hometown and uh we were coming around this this bend on the main highway and uh also out of nowhere ladies maybe like four in the morning, five in the morning, and the sun's just coming up, and we see this this creature or something just running full speed on the right of the highway. And it's a, it's one of those, uh, you know, single lane highways. It's like an interstate, I guess. So, I mean, yeah, 175, I think is what it's called. And uh, we see this thing just running. We all, like, all three of us just kind of see it at the same time, but we don't realize we all see it at the same time. And it's running super fast. And I don't even slow down or hit the brakes. And the thing runs in front of us and runs across the highway. Like, without me even reacting, just because we were kind of still in shock about, like, what we were seeing. Because it kind of looked like, I mean, it kind of looked like man bear pig. But <laughs> it was more of, like, the face of the wolf with the body of a bear. And just the way that it ran it ran like you know as fast as like a cheetah or like a puma like you know because we didn't slow down at all we're going like 65 and i know it was super early in the morning and i thought i was hallucinating at first until my drummer i was like did did i just witness that like did you guys <laughs> see that and 
they're all just like jaw drops like yeah what was that and i was like i have no idea i mean it wasn't a bobcat it wasn't a wolf you know it was just this dark black hair and um i my drummer at the time was like uh, it was a you know a succubus or a beast of some kind you know he was like it was a demon and i was like yeah well i'm glad i wasn't the only one who saw it but um it just ran across the road we didn't stop we just kept driving just puzzled and perplexed and and I, I remember describing to Braden in the story, it was like when you almost get in a car accident, you slam on your brakes or you do get in a car accident, like everything from your feet up just like slowly numbs and you can't move. Like that's what it felt like when we saw it. And I was, I was hoping to talk to you guys about it in Austin, but I completely forgot because we were drinking. So. <laughs> that will happen. But, uh, it was, it, yeah, it was pretty nuts, man. And uh, then later on, there was like this whole DNR report too, which I sent Braden of some guy that was picking up deer on the side of the road and something grabbed uh, grabbed the deer out of the back of his car and like ran off and he described it as the same description as we saw. And um, if you Google like east of Brer Road, it almost, I mean, that's, that's like an hour away. It's like, I think it's 80 miles away from our town. But a lot of that uh, time frame, it's like in like 2002, 2003, like a lot of people were seeing it back then. But, you know, internet wasn't as prevalent. So, you couldn't go on Reddit and just talk about it, or you know, you couldn't go on your next door app and talk about it in your city with your, you know, your neighbors. So um, I, I sent Braden that DNR report back then too when I sent him that story, and uh, a lot of other people said they saw the same type of beast, like bare body with like a wolf head, and it was like just super creepy, man. Dude, we've talked about it before, uh, like a dogman, kind of like a werewolf. Dogman's big in the Northwest. Or Midwest too. Midwest, Ooh, Wisconsin, Michi- though, Michigan. You know? Dogman's pretty big. Well, the, yeah. yeah. When, when we talked about it, it was the, like, yeah, Michigan Dogman, but like that that style, like the wolf head, but a bear body. So, like, have you ever seen a bear upright? It, it looks like a jacked person. Like, you know, like yeah. they're, they're fucking built like a bear. I know. I, bears can truck. I mean, like bears, bears can run fast. Bears like, are if, quick. when they when they want to go somewhere. They got they can fucking truck. But uh, yeah, running about like 55 miles per hour and then cutting out in front of you is, that's a little bit strange. That's fast for a bear. We don't normally have bears in Wisconsin either. Like they're up, they're more up north. So we don't normally have them there. There was a bunch of farmers. I remember my dad um, saying that a bunch of his farmer friends were reporting that livestock were getting like attacked and it looked like big cat attacks, um, which, which, I mean, the wolf, wolf bear thing isn't like a big cat. So that was weird, but they had to put a few, like, don't, I think they had to put, like, a couple horses down and, like, a couple cattle because something was attacking them from behind and it looked like big cat attacks, they said. It was around the same time. Dog so, man. Like, it, was, it was just weird. You know? Dog cat man. Dog cat it, man. It wasn't, man. It wasn't those ghost chickens. Those ghost chickens from Wisconsin that Brandon found. <laughs> yeah. It's cat dog yeah, man. Yeah, it, uh, it was pretty crazy. I figured I'd share it on Cosmic Channel because uh, I know Brandon read that a long time ago, but no, I think Cosmic Channel audience heard it. We've definitely talked about stuff that, like other encounters that seem like a very similar thing, like the Dogman, like kind of like a werewolf. We're talking about Dogman. I don't know if we've done Beast of Berry Road. I know we mentioned it in the Dogman I, episode, I believe. I think he was in our crypto. I think he did. Like, yeah, you crypto mentioned it. Too. Too. We had him on Crypto Crushathon, pretty sure. Beast of Bray Road? Yeah, I think <laughs> he was on the lineup. How did he do? Uh, I can't remember. I think he won. I think he fought the giant turtle guy. Oh, I think the turtle won that one. I think he slammed him from the fucking Can top he? of the ladder <laughs> through the chair, through the table. <laughs> Anyways, well, maybe we'll have to have a rematch because it's been a while. Or maybe we should go re-listen to that old episode. 
Yeah, yes, do a rematch of that. That was fun. I forgot all about that. <laughs> the the Crushathon. We still we still have not yet claimed the overall universal champion of the Crushathon. It's true. Sorry. All right, I think Dan's dad should win it just because he was there. He was there. <laughs> was there. And he confirmed that Jesse Ventura <laughs> was not a true Navy SEAL. Yes. He almost he was almost there, but he wasn't a full on Navy SEAL. <laughs> Right, Burmeister, before we let you go, what's in the fucking box? Uh, yeah, it's pretty gross, but I'm going to say it's uh, one of Nova's poopy diapers. A poopy diaper. Poopy diaper. I couldn't get enough of my daughter's poopy diapers, so I brought one into the studio and put it in a hot, disgusting box right beside me all podcast mm-hmm. long. Yeah. Well, Brayden told us you get pissed on quite a bit when you're changing diapers, but we heard that in the last case file after hours. I get peed on every day, every single day. It's like she she knows as soon as I open now the you diaper, know, bang! Now you know how they... Nails me. No, that's not what's in the fucking box, Burmeister! You know better than that. You had it in your mind. You, you fucked it up. Trust I, I did instincts. have it in my mind. Was it a goat chicken? <laughs> I know you had it. You just... You wanted to make a joke, and you you ruined the you ruined your guest. You could have won, you could have been the man who who wins it. Who wins what's in the box? Could have taken it all. All right, all right, Mr. Thanks for the call. We all always right, appreciate all it. Right. I'll see you guys. Have a good one. All right, bye. And just like that, Cosmic Channels is over. That's, we are, we are, that's fast. That was a fast hour. People are just lining just like up to rapid call. fire calls. Boom, 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 boom. There was like a there was a twenty second wait on one call, and the rest was amazing, fantastic. Oh, we got a lot of UFO stories today. Uh, we fucking maybe some dogmen. A lot of and the orbs. Like man, it was it was a good one. A lot of uh, yeah. unexplained sightings. I mean, I wish we had the answers and could tell you exactly what they are, but we do not. So at the end of the show, we just say they're probably all aliens. And mm-hmm. that's all you got to think about. Yep. Ohio is completely populated by aliens. And drunk people because it's, brewery, yep. it's breweries drunk and military aliens. contractors. Yeah. So, sounds like. If you're from Ohio, you're an alien. Boom. And if you're wondering what was in the box, it is just a regular old hose attachment gun, like a fucking garden gun for your hose. That's it. So if that was in your mind and you wanted to call in and let us know, maybe you are a remote viewer. And you know the drill. Every second and fourth Sunday of the month, Cosmic Channels rolls 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. So the next one, if you're listening to this right now, be June 26th, 2022, 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. Same cosmic time, same cosmic place. Cosmic Channels is brought to you by Big Theory Productions. The Cosmic Channels are now closed.